No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Audio production school in here right now. Okay, it's not as Thank scary. Thank you for my first it, lesson, teacher. Yeah, it's not as scary as it seems when when you don't know what any of it is. It's like <laughs> learning how to do anything new is intimidating, especially when it comes to technology for people that don't work with technology. Mm-hmm. But it's really like the people that have made the technology have made it pretty intuitive. Cos- in user friendly, yeah, common sensey, sort of. You have to, common sense isn't very common. So it seems like like you just explained the worst thing like me or Mel could do is not have it set like record over the template. Yeah. Or something. And then I just make another template. I mean, you're not going to fucking break any. Hey, now. No, so oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are here. Well, welcome to the weekly rewind. This is Apple. <laughs> this is Matt. And Aaron. And this is produced in collaboration with the Edible Beats the out of Denver, Colorado. They are changing the way that you relate to food yeah, and they people are. and have dinner and all kind and treat their employees and all kinds of cool stuff. And if you don't know about them, you should go on Google and find out. And that's all I have to say about that. Go check it out. Wow. Because they're dope. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot to check out. Yeah, there's mm. a lot to check out. If you're if you live in Denver, I'm freaking jealous. Yeah, you, yeah. Because you can go to all the restaurants and very grub out. Our, um, our buddy was just up there at his hotel. He said it was right down there by yeah, all. Cody of them. said we didn't get a chance to go. My hotel is surrounded. <clears throat> excuse me. My hotel is surrounded by edible beats restaurants and fire on the mountains right down the street. It's like <laughs> sounds like heaven, dude. <laughs> um. Oh, anyway, me. yeah, they've made it intuitive and. It's user friendly to the point where somebody that doesn't have experience using this type of gear and stuff can be taught fairly easily. I mean, it, looking at it week after week, there's definitely familiarity, right? So it's not like foreign anymore. So learning 
kind of building on what you've taught me because we've done this before mm-hmm. and I do feel like I retain that. And then it's like, you know, when you get tested and you like freeze, you think you forget all the information, but you're actually a lot smarter than you give yourself credit for. There was this one time I was working at the Apple store at the genius bar and I wasn't a genius yet. I was still a specialist. I think they called it or something like that. But I was like training to be a genius. And this lady brought in an older MacBook and do was like open it up and like find out what's going on and whatever. And he came in, I was at the bench in the back and, and he came in and was watching me work and I started having a panic attack. And at the time I didn't know that that's what was happening. Like oh, shit. I was just fucking it, yeah. freaking out and I was shaking like, and I couldn't get the screws are little, yeah. little <laughs> miniature fucking elven <laughs> screws in there. And I was shaking and I thought I, I kept thinking he's going to think I'm on drugs. He's going to think I'm, I'm cracked out or something like, and I'm sweating and couldn't breathe and was like fully having a panic attack with this dude watching me fix the computer. So I know all about freezing when somebody's watching. Don't watch me. Yeah. You know what? I got a question. Uh Oh, I'm curious about that because of the part like the proprietary tools and everything. Like when you were a genius, were the tools highly guarded? Like, cause it takes special tools to open anything. No. Apple. No. No? No, you open that shit with a little tiny screwdriver. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought they all had, had special Mm-mm. tools and shit no. so that nobody can get into no, them. No, no. The only time that I've worked anywhere with special tools is um at the in cable. And, like, the pedestals out in your street have locks on them. Yeah, Th- those have like proprietary keys. And I and remember that the Terminator tool. Yeah, and, and if you lost your Terminator things, tool, you got fired. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, so don't lose your Terminator. Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? What I, I want everybody out there to know that Mel is a badass. <laughs> if you what? didn't already know that, I had no idea. No, I tell. I I have to. You Do guys, you tell, babe? For real though, like she left on Friday morning with Jasper to take him back to LA. And then it's Sunday right now at eight 30. I just picked her up from the airport at seven. We're back home and she's recording the weekly rewind. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, yeah. What else we can do? Just right sit off the plane. <laughs> I, look, well, I, I think the new boots definitely help. Thank you, <laughs> Apple. Um, these new boots couldn't be more of an uplift in attitude my attitude. Boots. Yes. Yeah, you're just strutting um, around the house. <laughs> I, thanks to um, a couple girls at Family Mojo Family Fest, I saw the boots that I wanted and I was like, those are the exact ones. And I kept seeing them over and over. And I, I was like, yep, that, that's what I want for festivals. So we're going to fair. And I just said that to you, not expecting anything. And you got me these freaking beautiful boots. And then you picked them up while I was gone. And I forgot all about them. And then you brought me in the room and you're like, look at your boots. And I even forgot two times while I was in there. I know, again. you got high before though. And so I got excited multiple times about these boots. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I know I had multiple, I had, I had multiple boot erections. <laughs> well, but I no. mean, that's, I guess that's a thing. Yeah, sure. It was really cute. So thanks for my boots. And I'm still deciding if I need a size nine. I say or, no. I, th- good, I think no too, but a good cowboy boot needs time to form fit and stretch true. to your foot. And it does fit my size. Yeah, man. So. Give it a minute. 
You know, I, I am giving it a minute. All right. That's why I'm recording with these boots on. With she, as she says it, she's like slowly putting her feet up on the table so everybody in the room can see her boots. Grandpa would want me to do this. Yeah, he would. <laughs> so, do you put your feet on the table at home? Yes. yes. Uh, we're going to fair. Wow. Wowie zowie wowie. So, for real, the time is almost I, here. I have an announcement. What's the that I can I can actually make the announcement now. Oh yeah, what's Hi. the announcement? Saturday at two thirty on the front porch stage <laughs> Wait, at, at brr, Oregon Country brr, Fair. Drum roll. Brr. We are interviewing LPGOB yeah. and her parents. That's happening. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, I got the confirmation today from LP. Wow, that is the cutest announcement I've ever heard. And she said to me. What an honor it is to experience your first fair with you guys. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Check that out. That, I was like, what a sweetheart, man. Ain't, but no, ain't, you know That's what? So sweet. Any punks out there have something to say about LP, come to me first. Uh, that was beef was <laughs> dropped. You got to get through Aaron ago. first. That's right. Then Mel, then me, That's then right. Darwin. That's right. No, man. She, that was, it was really sweet. And Apple really did. He put it in perspective. What you yeah about that there's not many things that compare to that like well in our lives the, the only thing i could think of is going with somebody to their first grateful dead dead and company show or a fish show mm-hmm. yeah it is like is like oh you get more excited for that person than you are for yourself like ooh. like i can't like what we've taken cody to several of his mm-hmm. firsts first. And and sometimes you don't pay attention to the show you're just watching the person when you know things are getting ready to happen to see their excitement yeah I, I and then sage from sponge also uh was like you guys are going to have so much fun it's ridiculous oh you don't even have any idea <laughs> he's like i can't wait to show you where all the late night shenanigans are the best late night shenanigans because i have a feeling there's a lot of shenanigans i'm going to tell you something about sage every time i travel sage is in my heart I have that little sponge um, patch patch on my yellow backpack. And I always think of you because it's under my seat. And so I see the, the oh, patch. sponge. Yeah. yeah. And that cute little, it's a miniature sponge and it says sponge <laughs> on it. And I love it so much. And is it too on the nose? No, not at all. <laughs> I think it's perfect. It's, actually, I, love, perfect. I love their sticker. I have that one that's okay. like the dish or the, uh, the soap. That's adorable. Thing. It looks, it looks like joy soap, like we have in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh. It says sponge on it. It's bubbly. So. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. I've been talking about it all weekend with Sydney and her friends because a lot of them didn't know about it. And I was like, you all love, you know, going to these festivals and parties. You should know about this. So Dan was really excited. Um, and that's something we'll talk about later. But mm-hmm. I want to, yeah. Um, but anyway, it was just getting to thinking about that, thinking about the honor, reading the book. I've read it on the plane. I was reading it well before I went to bed at night, and it really got me excited to be, you know, ex- to be experiencing this. It's funny to for me to think about this because, like, after seeing everybody's reaction to, like, when we say we're going and that we've never been, and people are like, oh my God. And I don't even know how to 
how to like, excuse me, I burped into the mic, how to <laughs> formulate a thought around it in my head. Like, you know, when you've never done something before and you're going to do it and you're excited, like <clears throat> if you were going jet skiing or whatever, you could like watch videos of that and then you would know how to picture it in your head. And then when you think about being excited for it, you picture yourself doing that thing. When I think about going to fair, it's like nothing. I have camping in the forest is it in my head. I don't know what nothing. I've I've seen we have have a a little bit of video. That's and that's the daytime. Yeah, there is no video and pictures of the nighttime festivities. That no, doesn't happen. So I, I'm honestly for the, like, I think for the first time ever going without expectation at all. Cause well, that's I, good. I don't know anything. I think you're winning already. Why? Because no, no, I can't remember how we said it, but it was very clever. He was like, there's like no matter what you're going to have a good fair there's no no way that you can not have a good time at fair like it's guaranteed <laughs> no matter what, what you do how is that possible uh, how I, there's nowhere on earth it's and a, i'm not there, doubting and, well, well there, i'm just saying that's opinion me. but also everybody that i've talked to there's never been anything that no, there's no like, fair on earth. That's like this. everybody lights up and it's hard to even, it's like, they look like they're trying to explain a dragon. You know what I like? To somebody a, that's blind. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a myth, or, or, like, how or do they I, don't even try to explain. They just get that kind yeah. of maniacal look like, Oh, like picture them rubbing their hands like, together. Like, if you Oh don't man. Know, now, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're in for something special. And I'm, you know what? I am ready to have be in for something special. Hell yeah. Sage said, I'll be at fair. I work it every year. I've gone since I was eight. Oh, I'd love to hang out at some point and give you all a tour and show you where some of the best night fair shenanigans are. It's seriously the best thing in the world. Y'all are going to lose your minds. Oh my gosh. Sage. Yeah. Yes. Like, I'm ready for that. Mind. I, yeah. know, I really man. am. I, we're going to give all of you when we're all ready. What me, you and Apple. We're all ready. Already. What for the, Oh, yeah. We're going to give all of you out there as much of a report on this as we can. Mm-hmm. As as uh, decorum uh, <laughs> provides. Yes, so we, we allows. Will, yeah, we allows. will give you uh I think we're really right good now. at that. Well, yeah. And also there's, you know, if you're part of Fight Club, you don't talk about Fight Club yeah. kind of thing. That well, too. That, that's the fun thing, too, is you get what they open at 11 every day till 7 for publics yeah. like eight hours that we'll be able to document all the parades, the music going on, all the yeah. stuff going on during the day. And that's kind of the cool thing too. And then we get to hang it up at seven <laughs> and then it, it's party time for party everybody time involved. So I'm prepared to be dumbfounded, stupefied, stupefied and what else? Think of some more words. Sanctified. Mind blown, face Glorified. melted, <laughs> booty dropped. Edified. <laughs> Surprised. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Oregon Country Fair. Uh, yeah, man. I'm spanky booty. I'm super excited. <laughs> In the house. And uh, I'm 
How do you feel about it, Apple? Huh? I, what do you think about fair? I have what? mixed feelings. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are I, you I'm, wanting to? <laughs> I'm so excited. In fact, I was almost too excited like a month ago when I, when I started reading the book. I got so excited about it. I had to calm myself down a little. Like, dude, that's a ways away. And like we always say, don't build up too much in your head. But I am so ready to see everything because I've, I've so studied the map and we know the history and everything that's gone into it. And it's going to, I mean, it's like a craft food people community extravaganza with all kinds of cool teaching stuff too. Yeah. There's so many things teaching a lot of the stuff that we want to learn, like how to, how to, you know, have a place with solar power and this Mm -hmm. and that and composting and classes and chill zones. And I mean, so many story time there, there's so many things on the list of events that you can't possibly see the whole fair. It's not possible. No, but one of the cool things is too is that they kind of some of the talks they have at different times on on uh, different days. Oh, they'll repeat them. Uh, yeah, like I know the one like on Saturday we follow the guy that does the psilocybin talk, and he also does it on Sunday or Friday too mm. at a different mm. time. Okay, yeah. So they kind of but they, but well, with like stuff us, like then. that, things will always overlap a little. Like yeah. I know Sunday evening, I told Mel that I, well, we won't miss the whole thing, but we go on at five thirty. Shook twins go on main stage at five forty five. So we're going to miss the whole thing. We'll, we'll miss yeah. part. Well, it depends on how long they play because I think they're the closers oh, that okay. night. Yeah, man. It's a, uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Like I said, I don't know how to think about it. I know I'm excited and I'm excited to show the No Simple Road family what it is too. Like for all the people that are out there listening, I'm like, great. You guys are talking about fucking fair again. Like, to be able to bring them. Who's this person in your I'm head that you grumpy think Grumpy old of? man that listens to the show. It's my dad. You? It's my dad. dad? Yeah. Oh my you gosh. think your dad's the listener? Uh, I love I'm that. I'm excited to show them. Yeah. Audio wise. What it what yeah. it's about. Share as with much them. As, yeah. as much as I can. And to be talking to LP and her parents. Like she's headlining fair. And we get to sit down with her and her mom and dad. In her home turf. Mm-hmm. Like after having the most stellar year of her life, dude, being able to bring her parents with her to all these important, like she toured with her parents on that airstream and then like brought them to playing in the sand. And I, I can't even imagine what that, well, I can't imagine what I can't imagine. And it feels freaking amazing. That's, That's one reason why I love her so much. I'm such a champion for her. I love what she's doing. I love how she dresses. I love her smile, her relationship with her parents and her dad with the little writings back and forth. And it just is very inspiring because I feel like I see a lot of me and Sydney's relationship and how LP is, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and her dad too. Yeah. You know, you know, it's a funny thing. Um, Success is weird. When somebody that you're close to is successful and you're a champion for them because they're your kid or your brother or whatever, your husband. Yeah. And you see them like what they've struggled through, what they've gone through to get there, the things that they've overcome, all the stuff that 
goes into seeing somebody take the stage of their life in a big way. Yeah. Right. But I was thinking today, like for me as an individual, asking myself the question, like what are the obstacles to success that I put in my own way? Whoa, that's a good, you know what I mean? Like, because there's infinite possibility out there. Yeah. The, it's it's literally infinite when you walk out the door. You can do anything. Yeah. E- even if you're starting with 50 cents, mm-hmm. you can turn that into 75 and then into a dollar. And it's possible. There's millions of people in the yeah. world that are doing just that right yeah. now. Or, or and, choose to leave I, a, something to begin nothing. Right. And I'm yeah. not just talking about money. I'm talking about metaphorically too like so my train of thought behind that was like well then it would stand to reason that beyond circumstance i'm my biggest obstacle to success but in what way because that's that's the question right yeah like in what yeah so you know that's like okay that's a but a has like that little branch that comes out and it's like a point one, a point two, a point three, like, cause that's where you can really start to get the radical like change. If you start to find out what it is that you're doing, then you can really target how to take get care of that. that. Yeah. But if it's broad, like if you're like, I'm the obstacle. Okay. But how break it down? What, what is it that you're exactly? Yes. The, then start breaking that down. Yeah. What am I procrastinating about? What like, is it Why? just with this project? Is it all the time? Is it at a certain point in my success? I, like, I want to say something about procrastination just real quick. No, you don't. And then I we'll mean, get back. We, we can we're, decide. We'll get back on track. I was going to say we can do side hustles, but that's not what I'm going to do. Side roads. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I was, when I was in design school, like they would give us a project, right? They'd be like whatever you design, um, a front and back cover for a, a, a magazine. Okay. You have six weeks. That's this semester's big project. <laughs> and How many I, weeks would you put it? On? And I would spend about fifteen seconds thinking about it during that six weeks, and then usually like the last four or five days. <laughs> I would be like, oh shit. <laughs> and then have to like do the thing. But, and I, I, I always would, the whole time I was in school, I was like, this is a character flaw, man. Like, I, I, I don't know why I do this to myself. And I, I'm not doing that next time. And next time would come and I would like try and start it, you know, in the first week and putts out and then, procrastinate right procrastinate the shit out of it and then at the the end have to bust it out really fast but i read this article about procrastinators and creative people and it was saying that a lot of not all a lot of creative people are procrastinators and the reason they they procrastinate is to put themselves in the position of pressure Mm. in order to force themselves to create diamond and i was like Holy shit, that's me. Because I would always feel like, oh my God, I can't think of anything. I don't have any <laughs> ideas right now. Yeah. And then in the f- 
11th hour in I'd the be pressure like, cooker 8,000 ideas would pop up and I'd yeah. be like all right here we go let's go let's do it it makes <laughs> me it makes me think of um uh crystal when she took this soul collage class and she was teaching me it's like a certain kind of collaging it's not just it is just ripping out <laughs> papers and gluing them together but if you were watching with no audio it would just be people ripping paper, <laughs> ripping yeah. paper, um, putting them in one um, like sheet or, or like it's like a five by seven card. Uh-huh. Um, but you had to do three. It was one um, one person or an animal or something like that. One color and one location. So when you're looking through these magazines, you have to pick that. OK. One you, each. And you only have 15 minutes and that's it. Okay. And so you have to, and to create it as well on this That's kind of cool. The pressure's on right away. Exactly. And these are subconscious cues she, that, you know, like, first of all, if you're completely open and you've never been to a class like that, you don't even know what to expect. So you're not thinking about images you like or don't like or what's attracting you or not attracting you. You're trying to get the task done. Exactly. So you're, with that being said, the only thing that's every, every rule is open um, as far as like you can just choose a person or an animal, right? Like that's infinite, right? You can do whatever, but your eye will automatically pick something based on your experience or your oh, yeah, level yeah, okay. of your subconscious. Is yeah, doing the choosing. Exactly. So by doing that, you start to um uh, bring up these subconscious messages. You're bypassing the intellect. Yes. Yeah. So when you're doing a sh- like a shadow card, for instance, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, um, in this class where I'm going to ask you to, you don't necessarily know what it's for yet. You know, she's having you like, okay, pick something that's like dramatic, pick something that's comforting, uh, pick something that, you know, is an obstacle for you. Okay. And then you, you, grab all you look in there and what and it could be like an object you know something that whatever the object means to you when you look at it right right right? i got got you and so putting them together using something like a shadow or something like grief right um you can start to treat uh emotions that are trapped with that you don't know about oh wrapped around a certain feeling or emotion and it's all because you're under the gun yes wow that's really cool yes yeah being under the gun it's like i got one more analogy because yesterday we were watching it's like when we were watching dungeons and dragons the one kid that can't do the spells yes and he think he's he's so hard on himself he's like i suck i'm the worst i'm I'm the worst wizard ever and then he tells him he's he's like no he's all you're very good he never can get a spell right until his life is in danger He's like, that one time they almost got smashed in the head. And he's like, yeah, but you never did. He's all, when your life is threatened, you always come through and always worked. And then he was able to do it. Yep. But yeah. not until the last moment, until like the, the ax is heading towards his fit. And then like, and, 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 it, and works. it works. And he did do this. I was out of the two. Cool. So he scattered. My he's a cool wizard. <laughs> he's very, he's very hip, very hip, hip cat jazzy. Wizard. Uh, what, Mel, off the top of your head, do you think is an obstacle to success for you? Do we have 
three hours. No, <laughs> is it? No, we don't. No, one um, thing. One. No, you have one, three one seconds. Of the obstacles <laughs> hey, yeah, to one success. of the obstacles. The, the um, one that comes to mind first. Overthinking. That's definitely the one that um, overthinking for me leads to inaction because I'm pondering more than at doing. So now time has gone by and I've done nothing about it. And so then there's like this inner part in me that's like mad at myself for letting that time go when I knew I could have stopped it. I guess that makes sense. You know? So you think yourself still. Yes. Like the wheel spinning so and, fast, it looks like it's and stopped. S- and so I, I don't end up doing a lot of really, I have a lot of dope ideas. Like I have a lot of really cool ideas that just kind of like. So if you know that. Sit on the shelf. If you like literally that it was the first thing that popped out. I just asked you, this hasn't been 10 minutes. Well, you kind of put the pressure on right. me. Hey, look at that. <laughs> If you had three hours, you probably would have came back to that at, at two hours and 59 minutes. Well, I just, guess this I, episode is under pressure. Yes. <laughs> but what I mean is like, and I'm not saying this just about you, but if you know that, why do you continue doing it? Because I'm not perfected and all of the things that I know that I could do or should do, just like, should I have pizza with the dairy? Yes. No, but I do. <laughs> or should I, you know, go to sleep without brushing my teeth? No, no, but you do. Should I like just dumb stuff that is. You don't think, go to bed without brushing no, your teeth. No, I'm using examples. Oh, okay. Okay. Like I don't I do it. a lot of the things that I say. <laughs> it's just examples. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving examples people can like relate to. But yeah, like. Where are we at? We're brushing our teeth. Brushing our teeth. We're pulling a Jasper. I already did that. I already did that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not perfected. And what basically it's excuses, period. It's it's um, a lack of owning up for not living to your best potential because there's nothing stopping you. There's nothing like oppression, uh, finances, um, support. No, none of those things are, that would be a barrier, you know, and maybe somebody else's situation. Like, so it's, yeah, that's what it is. Hmm. It's like a, a analysis paralysis. And everybody has a different, um, definition of what, uh, success is. Yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. People see it a lot different. What do you think success is? I think it's being happy on the inside when no one's around. That's a good one. Yeah. Damn. Damn. I, I, I do. I feel successful. I, I love the fact that we're building. And I also love the fact that I feel like I know what I've built already. You know, like. In my life up to this point, I remember myself when <laughs> back then, and I, oh, yeah, I'm like happy. Us back with, then like, too. if this is what my life is, then I'm fine with that. Like, this is not a punishment, this is like the best of the best. But also, I'm still doing more cool stuff that's gonna 
uh, reap different benefits and more, you know, different things. And so I just think like, what else could I want to make myself feel successful? And money has nothing to do with it. We've had more or less money in our marriage and it's not about yeah, that. I like having more. Oh, well, nice. of course. <laughs> no, yeah, unfortunately, this world money is nice, yeah. but that's not what's going to make you happy. No. It, you know, it's funny to to even like, I remember as a kid, people saying that money doesn't buy happiness. And I always was like, yeah, right. And then <laughs> like that saying, well, it sure helps. Yeah. But like <laughs> for real though, and some of the most miserable folks that I know have a lot of money, a lot of, a lot of dough. And don't trust hey, that pe- rhymed. and they don't trust people yeah. for good reason usually I, yeah uh, it is hard it's hard it's it can be very isolating yeah yeah it's but yeah so that's that's my thought so about overthinking, that yeah. over analyzing and and um that was for all you tool fans out there <laughs> <laughs> i uh i don't know for me I'm locked and loaded. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, go ahead, dude. <laughs> well, I said it a minute ago. The locked first time I locked and loaded. <laughs> popped in my mind. in the chamber. Self-doubt one is, is, oh, is the one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. And wow, I, that's a revelation. For you? Are you like, being exaggerated? No, I'm fucking dead serious. Like, what? Yeah, self-doubt. Well, we were talking about it the other day. Like, I have a really hard time. One of the things that brings it out the most is, like, social media and trying to do a post for it. I have all these ideas, and it takes me forever to do it. And then most of the time, I don't do it. I'm like, this is stupid. It started out as a good idea, but now that I'm looking at it, nobody wants to see this. I don't want to see this. I'm lame. And then you just, like, kind of give up. And it, and that, I mean, and that, that, that to me, is it something, I mean, I've dealt with my whole life that goes, a lot of things are like, go back to like childhood and stuff. And by no means did I have parents that were mean or bad, but my dad was one of those. Now that I'm older, I get it. He's always pushed for, for better. Like, like, like that. I, I was the same as Aaron. I know you're the same in school too. I just blow it all year long in school and, oh, and then yeah. the, like never do homework. The teacher's like, you're going to fail. And then I'd ace the exams and pull it out with like a C. They'd be so pissed. Or something. They'd be like, you got some, I mean, my dad, like get, get an A. And he's like, he's like, well, that's cool. But why not an A plus? Was there not extra credit or things like that to push you? So yeah, and the self-doubt thing too, I think comes from, a life of I I've never really had a partner in my life like a, like a mate a, a female partner that was in my life for very long that was encouraging to help through those things and a lot of times that's where that comes from is having somebody I got friends and family that have my back but then kind of like you said success it like like how you feel when you're alone yeah and, and sometimes sure. when you're truly alone when you go lay your head on your bed by yourself and nobody else shit's turning i mean whether you have a partner or not your shit's still going to be going in your head but it's like no like sounding board yeah to like throw that against and get encouragement totally. and stuff and no yeah self self-doubt is a big thing i've had it's a thing i have that that you, I mean, by no means you guys get angry at me or anything, but I, I was looking through pictures again today and like I've had bass guitars since I was a kid 
and I've never, I'm 50 fucking four. I've never learned how to play. I've noodled around on them and slapped it like let's clay pool and make noises and stuff. But, and, and it's self doubt. Every time I've tried to learn, I get frustrated and pissed and just my fingers don't work right. And then I immediately like give, it's like, damn it, it hurts and I can't do it. Mm. Yeah. You, which uh, is a bad thing. You got to push past that part. I, I know, and I, and I do with some things in life, but uh, but, the, the, but that 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 thing that's scarred there is that thing with your dad with the running and the bleeding feet and like that extreme A plus, not an A. Very oh, how you said I was like, how do you know? Because we've talked about that. Yeah. yeah, him jogging. I've seen his bloody. So it's like these extreme, the um, like examples of like how how much to push it to the limit. And then you had the other example of your mom, you know, just being a little bit more sedentary or sed, sed, sedentary, sedentary, yeah, sedentary yeah, right? Yes. And and that's hard to go back. Like that, that's such an extreme examples. You gonna go with what's comfortable? Yeah, that is extreme example. Because my mom is like, like, well, not proud, but she did happily tells it like she never took pe she never learned oh to my swim. mom would say the same thing she never did and yeah your mom does so your your mom and my mom have similarities that's why when it i understand comes to the, what you're talking about that's why they're I very different on the surface yes but a lot of the things they do and believe and are hard on themselves about and stuff are like they're very similar yeah that's why we thought they'd be good roommates like if they moved up here they together would be. They, oh my they god would they would be. talk each other's ears i'll off tell you what so dude uh, but wait i wanted to say one thing before you start in that that's why I understand where you're coming from with your self-doubt. But I think even, you know, there's a, even a, another layer underneath. You're like, you won't even let yourself try. Like when you start to try and you get not the ex- perfect result, then you give up. So you don't even let yourself work through the pain reward thing that happens when you like with me. I don't work through that process because I haven't done it because I'm sitting thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> and you haven't done the process because you won't let yourself like feel the push burn. forward. Like, because there's that. And like you said, you're 54. How, how long are you going to carry that story as a, a stopping point? You got to poop it out. Do you know what I mean? I, I like, try. I, no, I you work do. On it. You do and try and you do and, work on it. Yeah. Even talking about it is yeah, a huge deal. A huge deal. Yeah. The thing is, and I told you this the other day, there's, we don't get a lot more do-overs. No. In this one, dude, like at, at 50, whatever, you have a finite amount of do-overs left. And like, that's why I picked up my guitar again with Cody. Cause I was like, I've had this fucking thing since I was 13. I've been plucking on it and I've never like, learned how to play i can strum a few chords and i know two scales but i've never learned how to play the guitar and i was like you know what i'm fucking i'm gonna take it back to kindergarten if i have to one note at a time and that's it that's one thing that's so good about you is that you let yourself learn whatever I don't know how long the process has been going on in your head for you to get to that space. Forever. 30-something years as he just But at some point, you make a fucking move, and it seems out of nowhere, and it seems immediate, because that's kind of how you act. That's your Sagittarius. That comes out of that procrastination thing, too. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, I, was, I did. I thought. Don't about do now. It's over. Oh shit. Time. Oh shit. Okay, I'm gonna fucking bust it out now. And at least like with that, like playing guitar, the reward of being able to do what I've always wanted to do and like to hear myself, like I can hear it getting better. I'm like, oh, I could do that with other stuff. You know Dang. what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. And you have done that with other stuff, with baking. <laughs> what? You have done That's that. That's easy, though. Baking's no, easy. No, that it's is not. not easy. No, it is not. You don't see everybody in there pulling off freaking gluten-free sourdough you would say you saw even like, like when no. we were tasting all those things, we'd be like, "This is fantastic." You'd be like, "No, it's not." Apple it fritters, didn't come out like, like dude, it's, it's not no. rising enough. And we're like, "This is delicious." You put care into everything you start to learn. Yeah. Well, why bother? I figure if you're not gonna like give a shit about yeah, it, why fucking bother? It. Yeah. Well, okay, but like in Apple's case, right? It's not that he doesn't give a shit. He just like working through that thing it's not like i don't give a shit it's just like i have i don't know i'm willing to burn a loaf yeah yeah to figure out how not to burn the loaf yeah and fuck up the apple fritters then i got burn apple fritters oh well like I'll try again still later. fucking good they work extra crispy <laughs> the whole house likes extra crispy they so delicious um <sighs> all right what's your, what's your i don't know here? man i don't know i I, I want to say procrastination, but that's <laughs> not, not anymore. It. No. Or, or is that it? Not knowing? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, d- for real, in a way, like not knowing can be paralyzing. Yeah. Yes. I think like that. Not knowing a result, not knowing where yes, it's going. That is totally it. Because like. How can I, you predict though? But it it's like. The same thing with my art. Like, I'll sit down with the iPad with a open Procreate ready to go, and I'm like, I don't know what to draw. Or, like, with the show, I don't know what the next step is. What's the next move? But I don't know if that's an obstacle to success. I think that's just an obstacle to movement. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as success is concerned, okay. I kind of feel like you do, Mel. Like, if I look at where I came from to where I am now, I am wildly successful. Yeah. Wildly, incredibly, crazily successful. But the piece that's missing in that picture is the financial stability piece for me. Yeah. DistroKid has been the industry standard for getting your newly created music out to the streaming platforms. And now the DistroKid app is now available on iOS and Android. Yeah, check that out. The app is now available on your phone. Go to the app or Play Store and download it. There's so many features inside this app. You you can do things like sign up and pay for a new DistroKid account. You can upload your new releases there. 
You can see your DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You even get notified when you've earned royalties and withdraw from the app via push notifications. You can see hyperfollow links. You can edit your account details. You can see your streaming stats from Spotify and Apple. You can even edit and add lyrics to your songs there. So like I said, go over to the App Store on iOS or Android and download the DistroKid app now. Also, they have this new feature called Mixia. I know a lot of artists struggle to be prolific and make their music sound as good as the music they hear from their influences and their peers. That's where Mixia comes in. Nothing's ever going to replace the artistry and expertise of a real human mastering engineer. But for artists who are short on time or resources, Mixia is a powerful tool to help make the music sound great in a hurry. Simple interface empowering the most novice of music creators. It's got unlimited song previews of mastered songs with one free download. And for 99 bucks, you get unlimited mastered tracks. So go check out Mixia and make sure to go to the app store and download the DistroKid app so that you can get your music out there and get it heard. You're doing your thing and they're helping you do it. DistroKid. According to me, we've been financially stable for a long time. I, I believe me. I I I know it. We share a bank account. I know it. Yeah, man. I know. Um, what I'm saying is, <laughs> if you're looking at us from a bird's eye view and you see this 25 years, that's been going on more time than not. We've been able to do pretty much anything we've ever wanted or needed to do, with very little, like okay, we have to sacrifice this or we have to ask or like. We've done it, but it's, we've been doing this for a long time. And God. and that's the blessing is what I'm saying. We, I, we I, are. And that's a blessing you guys are both do or you keep doing. Especially where we came from. I am we not were, shitting on, on the blessing. I know you're not. I'm not at all. I know you're not. It, I'm just it, saying it we're living be, it. It would be dope to have a few hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like. Or maybe not in the bank. To, to be able to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get trust no. in banks, crypto no. or some shit yeah. or under the mattress well, at this point. Unfortunately, that's a statistic, and well, not just this country, but a lot of the world is everybody's usually within a couple months of being broke. Yeah, not not being in that position, and you know, meeting Jordan and Jamie has been hugely inspirational for me. In me too, in seeing those two they're amazing how they do their thing i was looking at uh pictures on instagram the other day and jordan is like they're in the process of constructing another fire on the mountain down in bend Mm -hmm. and looks super cool does look super rad Mm -hmm. and bend (laughs) is stoked that that's Mm -hmm. coming there um but jordan's like me like he's not a billionaire he's not some Harvard grad, he's a dude and he's doing something rad and big. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it made me think, well, fuck, why can't I? And so maybe for me, I think that the, the obstacle for me is I never really believed that I could do it. Self doubt. Yep. <sighs> it's a mother effort, but but not like with the little things like learning. You said, to play, you, said like, you were willing to like, like learning to play so, guitar or, but like to take it to that other level is what I'm saying. Like 
Well, other people could do that, but not me. It seemed you- too it seemed too big, too out of reach. Like I grew up with my dad raising money for motion pictures and my yeah. stepdad managing Siegfried and Roy and like that takes a lot and a lot of moves and a lot of money. And, and being around people like that, the, uh, those two people, those two men that you mentioned are like larger than life. Mm-hmm. They've created and, and handled such huge projects and thousands and hundreds of people. You know what I mean? Like, so. So I always felt like I could be a cameraman for my dad, but mm-hmm. I could never be my dad. Do or, you get what I mean by that? Or yeah. what you could, like, you, what your dad is filming. Yeah, yeah. So it was, like, not self-doubt for the for the day-to-day, right? Like, I can, I can keep money in our bank account. And, yeah, I get that. But for the larger-than-life stuff, for the dream-size shit, it was like, well, no, you know? But... <clears throat> No Simple Road has shown me that that's really not fucking true. <laughs> In over and over and over and every every single episode that we've done that's an interview with the musician is showing me that that's bullshit. Every single live podcast that we've done is showing me that that's totally mm-hmm. not true. And the fact that it's getting bigger and bigger Mm-hmm. is it showing me that's one of the biggest things that reassures me because it's always good yeah it really is we don't that's true we don't have years we in, don't we've never still. had somebody be like i hated being on that show <laughs> no those guys were lame or it it is a morale booster and it does help with self-doubt and yeah. those things because we've heard several people say that it's like it's amazing that you guys haven't got like like hate mail for lack of other word, you know what, but why like, hey, why would you do that to us because the world we live in people do that because people be do nice, that man. People, people do, do that to, just to be people shitty that say less offensive things i mean we don't really Come say on, it, man. you know it'll be cool yeah just people have stuff to say i know I, that's I, all i know people i say live shit in this about world. cute kitten videos like yeah. i hate cats <laughs> well fucking don't look at them <laughs> shit yeah man i i, I See, growing up with larger than life people all around me, I grew up in their shadow. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Do I understand? Yeah. Like, think about who I was, what kind of shadow I was under. Yeah. So, I, you know, as you talk. Whole, and and then ahead. also I'll, I'll, Luke and I, in our talk last week when we got together to do our meditation stuff. I shared some personal things with him and he asked me, um, he was like, you know what, man, I've never asked you, like, did you have brothers and sisters? Like, what was the dynamic in your house? And I told him like, yeah, I was the youngest of four boys and, and, uh, actually five, one of them I never knew four boys. And, uh, my brothers were fucking sadists. Like hellions, and I know I'm not saying that like tongue in cheek. Like, no. oh, I know, I real. Yeah, yeah, I we, know. We know. My brothers were fucking sadists. Yeah, and and 
tortured me a lot. And so yeah, they're scary. That shit left scars, man. And I even said to Mel afterwards, I was like, you know, I never thought about it as trauma for myself. I never, because it was my life. Think about what you were med- trying to medicate when you. I never. Do you that know what I'm saying? Never occurred to me until the other day. I was just, uh, you know, when you start to work on yourself with those kinds of um, guided instruction, yeah. you know, where they're bringing up a specific topic, you don't do that with yourself. And I'm not saying Aaron does it. No, I'm saying people, people don't, don't do that with, do that with themselves. Yeah. You know, like we're going to work on your liver today or we're going <laughs> to talk about, you know, your ancestral wound. No, like maybe you think about it in your head, but you're not giving it time and like working through anything. So when somebody does that and, and actually probes that makes you realize like, oh, dang, I really was tortured. That I was scared most mm-hmm. of my childhood. That's mm-hmm. why I peed on my bed. That's why I didn't want to leave my dad's side or whatever the, the case is. It's a, like a mechanism that we all do. It's like these blinders that we kind of put up to make it through that event. To, or the or the next day. Well, mm-hmm. that 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 period of time in your life, you mm-hmm. know, or or told it changes, you know. And so your dad clearly had to know how bad it was because Oh, for sure. So he wasn't blind. And then his hands were probably tied with how, what he could do. Mm-hmm. Like you have well, versus the mothers running around. Yeah, we were all Of course. And then Luke dealing is, with the the moms? What I said to Luke was if we would have been in the 1800s we would have been an outlaw family that all shot each other <laughs> yeah for sure for sure <laughs> there would have been a gunfight one day and whoever the last man standing was would have been the guy that got the gold or whatever and it, it like lions they have to get out of each other's territory yeah it's like, all right you gotta yeah. sk- skedaddle this is my spot um but i never realized that that hurt like that it really and even after I got off the call with him, I was fucked up for the rest of the night. Like that yeah. tweaked me. And I noticed. Yeah. And I, that's when I started thinking about like success and why, why would I carry that with me now? Like somebody else's shitty programming. It was, they were acting like teenagers and kids that were hurt and feeling abandoned by their parents. Yeah. They were all coming from divorced homes, same as you. And so you were the one at the time that wasn't in the divorce situation. So you had a coveted position. So the, picking on you was the easy target because you had it quote unquote good because you still had your parents and now they have to come to some lady's house and like yeah, but behave then that ended and too exactly what i'm saying is is that they were all in this like fight or flight oh, mode we themselves yeah and the- so and on top of it they were sadists yeah and, and <laughs> so, so that I- happening to them imagine a sweet boy you know what and I he mean? Was a, a sweet, sweet boy. boy. That's what I was gonna say. Just one of my greatest memories when we were kids is when you moved in with me and my mom and my sister. I, I can remember it like it was yesterday. You're like, dude, we had a conversation. You're like, dude, do you think your 
And it's like, I don't know. And I remember going and asking my mom and sister and without hesitation. They were both like, yes. Aww. But well, because Aaron shared, Aaron shared more of his feelings with my mom yeah. and sister than he did me. Cause we were dudes at 15 and 17 and we did a lot together, but you know, get deeply emotional with each other at 15 and 16. Yeah. I walked in, he'd be at the house for a while. I'd come out and he'd, I knew he's there. He's talking to my at mom the house before him. Oh, oh, no, sorry. I'd be there like hanging out in my room with I'd somebody else or with by my mom and sister. And, yeah. And he'd, he'd go over there. Yeah. My friends would go over there when I wasn't there. And mm-hmm. Oh, Jimmy will be home soon. Hang out. And okay. Aaron, especially hung mom out with my dope. mom and, and sister. Joy's fucking right. And when he got to move in, I was, I was so happy. Well, first of all, I was happy because I got to move into the family room, into the big room that I always <laughs> wanted to do. I was like, well, Aaron can move into the blue room. So Aaron can have the blue room and then I'll move into that room and fucking, it would, you know, it was, it, it, it was, it was fucking dope. It was. Good. I had my fucking best friend living with me all of a sudden and he, he yeah. and he needed it. I did. I did. I did. That happened and with my me mom and Carla. And so I know. But here's the thing that like to wrap this up, like at 51 years old, I don't need to be carrying any of that anymore. I don't need that. It doesn't no, serve me. Well, no, you didn't know that that specific to. thing. You didn't know it yet. You needed to be awakened to that. Yeah. You And you put yourself in. A, this is, you, you said you're going to up your game. So upping your game, <clears throat> increasing your energy, increasing your, like your frequency, your, what you look like. You were saying about Luke that he looked a certain way that he, like when you looked at him, he was like, there's something about him that whatever he's doing is working. And you saw that, that you wanted that for yourself and you got to scoop out all that stuff. That's literally weighing you down. That was weighing you down unknowingly. You had that like hidden in a part of yourself that you'd never inquired about. Yeah. And so he woke you up to that whole scenario it's not like you had it and refused to admit it. Like you weren't like, no, that didn't bother me. You tucked it away never to be seen again Mm -hmm. and just have the effect the scars on it exactly (laughs) and your fucking brother did it to you you know like well you know what to you and with you you know like it was all gonna blame him for shit he doesn't deserve the blame sorry yeah i didn't i didn't mean to make him sound all that you always admired martin i think of all your brothers you always looked up to martin i loved martin i just he was poison (laughs) he was a bad dude he was poison he was like you know who he reminds me of the guy from Dahmer? No, not Dahmer. <laughs> the guy from Green Mile. Yeah. That's yeah, Billy the, the Kid. Billy Sam, the Kid. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's the Sam Rockwell's character. Yes, that's who 100%. He, Martin reminded me of always. And Martin and, was fun and dope and smart and everything. Just don't run out of dope and having fun. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Oof. So anyway, I'm not blaming Martin. What I'm saying is, is that there's been a lot of trauma directly from that part of your life that you just live with but don't acknowledge and if you didn't acknowledge you're still holding on to it to a sort and so now you're being liberated from that yeah i don't i don't need that and that's the thing that will propel you to the next level yeah yeah, because you have more space for Mm -hmm. to like have a new idea or more energy for what you're already doing or like I, i feel like there's the as the bullshit that's inside of me leaves that like there's more room for blessing yeah 
creates yeah. more creates Do you, does new that space. Make sense? I don't. I don't know if I well, said create that right. space for the, uh, other things. It's like, well, now that's healthy, so that part of you can grow and help tend the garden. It's like another hand. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's a million of those things. That's just one weird, dark, shitty corner that was. But in it was there. occupying something, and now that it's gone, you don't even understand what's going to happen. No, I don't know. Just like with Apple with his surgery, like you don't even know how good you can feel yet because you were but carrying we're, it for so long. But we're holding space for it. We are. <laughs> like, for, for real. We, that's the truth. I know. I that's know. I truth. just, that term is so overused. And I, I, that's I, why I liked it. I thought that was appropriately. That, was a, that was a proper use <laughs> of was, the term. It was dude. totally. I, uh, yeah, man. I hope you know, that. I think it really at the bottom of this, a lot of, um, a lot of what we're talking about does um have its roots in self-doubt and for all of us you know we mm-hmm. all have had these um experiences that kind of kept us down but we are at a place where we're so far from that to keep letting us letting that be one of the go-to things that we say for a reason why we're not moving forward is out insulting a thousand percent agree yeah. with you. Yeah. We're so far from that. Like 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 yard wise, right? Like if we were on a football field, it would be so far. It'd be almost to the other side, you know? And well, it's like saying you don't know how to drive while you're flying down the freeway in your Maserati. Like I can't do it. Motherfucker, you're doing, you're doing it. it. You know? Or it's and it's also saying like I don't know how to draw and you literally have last time you picked up a crown was when you were in kindergarten. Like you didn't, you haven't done it. How do you, you know, yeah. give yourself a chance, give yourself an opportunity, start with the stick figure and work your way up. So there's just fear of the unknown. And so that leaves all of us feeling like yeah, fear of the unknown, feel fear of failing, but failing failing. is uh, failing is the way to, that's how know you what do to it. do. Yeah. That's like, that's how you learn how to play Looking a guitar. Like, you do it wrong a well, thousand he, times till the one time you pick it up and you're like, it, oh shit, I did it. That, that's another great, another great message from Dungeons and Dragons. What? <laughs> Is when he said, when he was talking about that, when he said that nonsense to him, but it made sense. He, he's, he's like, you're never going to be a failure. And it's true. You're never going to be a failure failing. if you keep failing because you're continuing to try. Yeah. And they look at him like, what the fuck? And then <laughs> they get to- it. And it's like, it's like, you're not a failure until, until you, you stop, quit. Until you quit. Yeah. If you keep trying and keep what about, failing, you're still. Talking. Are you a failure if you never start? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah. If you have. Well, the, you haven't failed from anything. But if you have the aptitude and the ability and the desire but you didn't and you didn't do it then you failed to even start the it we didn't do it so th- there's nothing that i to me that goes back to like <laughs> school heavy, like te- teachers, <laughs> teachers, you know teachers I mean? or parents or people for that are like you have so much potential like they don't even know like you may not have started you never started that thing but they know you have the potential and it's like yeah whatever and you never did it i, I always got the other people see that failure you're so maybe smart not yourself and you just don't use it that don't, was, apply, don't yourself. apply yourself you, you could do so well in school i'm like i am doing well i don't do any of the work i come in here on test day and kill it sorry 
This is not playing your game. I'm doing great. Make everything a test. <laughs> Make everything a crucial life or death test, and I will yeah, nail and it. Give me five minutes to complete it. I will kill yeah, it. Hold a gun to my head. <laughs> a plus plus. Anyway, I, I hope that you guys out there get relate. some sense out of this. No, can oh, relate, no. man. And you know what? Like, we all have our our stuff that we the stories that we tell ourselves and a lot of the times the stories that we tell ourselves just aren't fucking true or they're so old it's like a fairy tale with like cobwebs on it and dust and you need your little feather duster to dust off like get those old emotions clear move them through move them out you're gonna have more than one and it's believe that I'm going to tell not, you straight up, it ain't fun. But you asked for it. And literally. And yeah. But it's worth it. It, it really is. Like, it was go, worth feeling like shit about it and, and coming yeah, up. Yeah. For having that realization the other day hurt and it sucked and it still hurts and it sucks. But I'm processing it and I'm something you never working did. through it yeah. and like coming to terms with the feeling. And figuring out how to not feel like that anymore about it and mm-hmm. be having some peace. And that's the process of healing, you know, and yeah. we got to do it. Even when you're older, younger, it doesn't matter. And like, I just, for, for me, I just feel like at, at this stage in my life, I don't got fucking time to dick around anymore. It's really rubber meets the road time and now i'll get an a plus because pressure's on so yeah yeah anyway no dicking about no 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 <laughs> what did my dad used to say don't dilly dally in the motherfucking valley that's what my dad would say so don't do that <laughs> <laughs> don't dilly dally in the fucking valley yeah, in the motherfucking valley dude. oh motherfucking gotta, valley yeah, i'm sorry Jerry Emphasis on the, yeah you gotta get the full effect um all right. Wow. So, uh, yeah, have a great week, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Is that a nice way to do well, it? Well, I want to go going back to the very beginning of this. I want to say we're talking about be like being champions of people that are successful and stuff. Like we're talking about LPGOB, yeah, and stuff like that. It is really, really cool to be seeing people were the champions of out there killing it. Like yes. all the video, like like Andy Frasco and the dogs mm, in the pile boys, yes. what they're doing, all the stuff that's been happening, happened at high Sierra, which is still going on this weekend. Uh, all the stuff at peach, just seeing everybody out there, just killing it Destroying. and having such a good summer festival. And now we're headed to a major event in our lives and no simple roads lives with the fair. You can't wait to report wow. to all of you about Oregon country fair. Um, I can't either because most people have their heads kind of like you said Corey did I had explained to my dad like a month or so ago he's like what's a big deal about a fair people picture like cotton Ferris candy wheel. like gross carnival food a Ferris wheel you know the the zip whatever the one I always say yeah the zipper things like it's like, oh, it's like no this is, there's no carnival rides and crappy food and this is a whole different thing Dude, that's, can't that's wait the, the thought of a carnival or a circus to me is 
Well, they have circusy performers for I, sure. I remember. No, 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 I remember. No, no. remember the, I've, re- I've been reading the books. I, 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 I get know. it. I, but it's not <laughs> what, what I'm the, talking about. Remember the one of the Hell Dorado? Yes. Fair. Oh. I remember going out of this. I remember being scared, not scared of it, but like very wary. I never went on rides after I was a younger kid because I don't remember. It was one of my uncles or my dad. Somebody pointed out. They're like, if you see a hose next to a ride, you don't go on that ride because that hose is for spraying out the vomit and stuff from that ride. And that was a thing. If you paid attention, there were hoses that were by certain rides, like the zipper, because people would throw up and they'd just be like, oh, hose it out. Fucking next. Dude. So I was like, I was like, okay. I remember the last time. They made them seem so amazing and cool. Oh, yeah. The lights and the... Dee, 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 dee. And the then you get older, you learn how rickety they are. Yeah. And you're looking like, that ain't safe. We oh. went somewhere with Simon and Sydney to a fair for some fucking reason. You guys talked me into it. Had to be. Listen to how you talk about, like, how you say that. And we, a we were, family going to a fair. Was, we're talking. On, yes. Because he was like, already traumatized was towards the fair. And, and we went on that boat. How dare us. That stupid swinging boat. Oh, yeah. And it I was re- outside the Boulevard Mall, I thought. Yeah. And Simon was crying. And I was sitting next to him. And we were on the boat. And I remember thinking, this thing could just fall off. Like, the, the, the waste band thing could just snap my son's crying he wants to get off and like why am i on here and i remember that was the last time being on one of those rides he was like dad i remember it like it was yesterday dad promise you'll never make me do that again like little (laughs) eight-year-old cute simon you got it buddy you and i'll stand right here next time and let mom and sydney go on that thing so, oh my God. No more carnivals. For <laughs> Let me. them die if they <laughs> want. <laughs> I was. I remember like being a kid and going to the fair with you guys, like yeah. our group of friends, and all of you guys would be like, "Let's go on the zipper," and I'd be like, "Yeah, I didn't. Cool. Yeah, I never wanted to go on those. I knew better. <laughs> I used to take shit and I didn't care. That at a young age, when friends would be like, well, "You're a pussy," you'd be like, "I guess I am. Yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> like that's supposed to bother you. Well, it doesn't." <laughs> go on go on the pukey mcgee ride and have fucking fun you're fucking you're gonna smell when you get out of there i'll go over here i'll go the only thing i ever liked at carnival was which was a scam but the games yeah playing the like blow up the balloon yeah. race and the things like that that was good fun the yeah. bb gun sure. stuff I'll, I'll give you that one that the was jockey fun. race yeah you're not you might get hit by a ricocheting bb from a daisy bb gun that's gonna like go Ow. Yeah, <laughs> ski ball. I that actually, shit was fun. I actually worked the midway at Circus Circus for yeah. a while as a teenager. Come on by and give it a try. Fifty cents to play, fifty yeah, cents I remember, to win. I remember coming and visiting you there. You didn't like that when your friends would come visit oh, no. you at work because I was wearing that pink Circus Circus <laughs> shirt and I had that change belt. It was fucking cool. I <laughs> thought it was cool when you worked there. It's yeah. like dope. He's working on the midway. Oh man, I, what a weird life. Anyway, uh-huh. we're going to fair. And uh, we're gonna, you know, what's coming out this week? Oh wow, we got a good one for you this week, everybody. On Friday, Rosie McGee. Yeah, what? Rosie McGee. Oh, this was, you know what? This was a very emotional, um, interview. Yeah. If you don't know who Rosie is, go go Google her. And she's probably got the most enchanting eyes 
that I've ever seen. This looked is into. It, it, it was, Grateful Dead family. It was royalty. awesome getting to hang her. That was one of the highlights of Skull and Roses is getting mm-hmm. to hang out with her yep. and some of the older people backstage mm-hmm. and getting to know them. This is somebody that has, if the Grateful Dead is a maze, she has walked that maze from beginning to end several times. And, and, and to see her, well, you'll, you'll hear their conversation, seeing her eyes light up when she talked about certain things. Very cool. It was like, man. wow. Yep. So, yeah, that's coming on Friday, and um, we'll be back then. And until then, you know what you need to do? What? Smile at a stranger. Take care of each other. Safety third. Hydrate. And this time of the year, I'm just saying, doesn't matter if you're dark skin, light skin, fair skin, not skin, olive skin, doesn't matter. Put on sunscreen, man. You don't want no weird growths or fucking yeah, protect yourself. Yeah, come on. Put on and and hey, if you're out there all day, one time doesn't cut it. No. And remember sure to put doesn't. it on the back of your ears too cuz it hurts when those get burned. Yeah, sensitive bits. That's right. <laughs> really Love you guys. Hurt. We'll see you soon. Peace. 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 Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.